450 years ago, in the city of Constantinople, the Jews were living through a period of terror because of the persecution of a man who, just like Haman, hated the Jews and wanted to destroy all of the Jews who lived in the land of the Sultan of Turkey, which includes the city of Constantinople. The Rav of Constantinople was called Rabbi Moshe Hamun. He was a tzaddik and a tamid chacham. The Sultan, Suleiman, had the highest respect and regard for him, even though he was only 24 years old. Rabbi Moshe Hamun's father had been the Sultan's personal doctor. And when Rabbi Moshe's father passed away, the Sultan appointed Rabbi Moshe to be his personal doctor. The Hamun family was one of the most renowned and respected in Spain and had for generations produced great Talmud Chachamim and doctors who served in the court of the Sultan of Spain. But when the Christians were victorious over the Muslims, the fortunes of the Jews changed and the Jews were driven from Spain. Rabbi Moshe's father had decided to leave that country to settle in Constantinople. Because of the privileged position in the Sultan's court, held first by Rabbi Yosef and then by his son Rabbi Moshe Hamun, Rabbi Moshe was able to do many favors for his fellow Jews, and indeed he took every opportunity to devote all of his efforts and influence towards helping them whenever they were in trouble. Under the good influence of Rabbi Moshe, the Sultan Suleiman passed a number of laws which protected the rights of the Jews. Rabbi Moshe established a yeshiva in Constantinople, which quickly became famous as a real center of Torah learning. He also made sure that the Jews had enough Sfarim. He himself was the author of many Sfarim and even translated the Chumash into Farsi and Arabic so that it would reach the understanding of Jews who did not read Hebrew. So the Jews of Turkey loved Rabbi Moshe Hamun. Under his protection, they enjoyed a feeling of security. But suddenly, the fortunes of the Jews changed. Rabbi Moshe received an urgent call to present himself at court immediately. He hurried over, thinking that something was wrong with the Sultan. Imagine his horror when the Sultan said to him, My dear friend Rabbi Moshe, I have terrible news for you. Last night in a dream I heard a voice clearly saying, Suleiman, I am your prophet sent from heaven to tell you that if you value your life, in three days' time you must decree that all Jews who refuse to become Muslims must be driven from Turkey and any left behind must be killed. Arise from your bed, Suleiman. You have things to do. 
Can you imagine, Rabbi Moshe, continued the sultan, what I felt like when I woke up? I sent for you immediately, for you are my good friend, and I wish no harm to befall you or your family or your people. Please, go away for your own safety. I am truly grieved that I must treat your people so. Your majesty, implored Rabbi Moshe, please believe me. You've just had a horrible dream. There's no need to take it seriously. It's a nightmare that has no real meaning. You surely cannot mean to destroy so many innocent Jews for such an empty reason. Come back tomorrow, my friend, replied Sultan Suleiman. I still have two more days before I must give out the decree, but I can give you little hope of any way out, I'm afraid. It's an order from heaven, and I cannot treat it lightly. Rabbi Meisha left the court with a heavy heart and called together a meeting of other Jews to tell them about the decree which was hanging over their heads. They all gathered in shul and davened with broken hearts. The next morning, Rabbi Moshe received another urgent summons to go to the sultan immediately. Rabbi Moshe arrived at the sultan's court full of anxiety. Rabbi Moshe, said the sultan, it was awful. Last night I had the same dream again, and I even heard the words of the prophet when I awoke. There's nothing I can do now. Please believe me, said the sultan who looked very unhappy. O worthy sultan, replied Rabbi Moshe, you still have one more day. Do not issue the terrible decree yet. It's a dreadful mistake. You must reconsider your decision. There are so many innocent lives at stake. Promise me, you will think the matter over, begged Rabbi Moshe. All I can say, my friend, replied the sultan, is that if the dream is repeated again tonight, I will have no choice in the matter. I'm very sorry, but I'm terrified. I dare not disobey a heavenly command. Rabbi Moshe had to content himself with the sultan's word that he would wait yet one more day before taking action. Rabbi Moshe left the sultan's palace with slow footsteps. He was lost in thought and did not see an old man with a long white beard who broke into his half-conscious state of mind by saying, Shalom Aleichem, what is troubling you, my friend? Aleichem Shalom, replied Rabbi Moshe. You must indeed be a stranger here if you do not know of the terrible catastrophe which threatens us Jews. Rabbi Moshe told the stranger the whole sad story. Do not worry, said the old man. We have a great and merciful God. The guardian of Israel does not slumber and does not sleep. Rest assured, he will protect you. My advice to you is to investigate and find out if there happens to be a secret door in the sultan's bedroom. I think you will find your solution there. Rabbi Moshe had scarcely taken in the old man's meaning. 
and was just about to thank him for his advice when he realized he was standing alone. The old man had vanished. But Rabbi Moshe had things to do. He rushed back to the palace and was immediately admitted to the presence of the sultan. Your majesty, tell me, do you have a secret door in your bedroom? What a strange question, Rabbi Moshe, replied the sultan. Yes, indeed, there is one, but no one is supposed to know about it. I was told about it when I was a young boy, instructed to use it only in case of danger to my life. What do you know of a secret door? Your Majesty, said Rabbi Moshe, I know you would like to have this dreadful matter cleared up without harm to yourself or the Jews. Therefore, I beg you, allow me to spend tonight with you in your room and have two guards on sentry duty at the secret door. I have a feeling that all will yet be well with the help of the one above. I agree, said the sultan. Nothing would please me more, Rabbi Moshe. You know that. That night, the sultan slept, but Rabbi Moshe did not. The night dragged on slowly. Suddenly, a voice pierced the stillness of the night. Suleiman! Suleiman! called the voice. Wake up! This is your last warning! The voice suddenly stopped as the two sentries pressed the hidden button which opened the secret door, and there, looking horrified, was none other than the Sultan's Prime Minister. Rabbi Moshe had long suspected that the Prime Minister was an anti-Semite and envious of the Sultan's friendship with his Jewish doctor. But he now saw to what lengths this wicked man was prepared to go to in his inhuman desire to destroy the Jews. It seems that the Prime Minister had somehow found out about the secret door, but now it had been the means of his downfall and destruction. For the sultan ordered that he be taken out and hanged immediately as a lesson to all that the Jews must be treated fairly. From that day on, the Jews in Constantinople celebrated that day as a special Purim which came about when a mysterious old man with a long white beard, showed up at exactly the right time, and this old man was none other than Eliyahu Hanavi, Zachor Latoev.